Talk up the team. Talk up the team. Heart been broke so many times. I, I don't know what to believe. Mama say it's my fault. It's my fault. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Think it's best I put my heart on nice, heart on nice. Cause I can't breathe. I'ma put my heart on nice, heart on nice. Getting the best of me. While in the cell with Lil' Joaquin, after I slapped him, I had told him, I don't know how you get down with them clowns, but I'm a soldier. No one could understand, I had way too much aggression. That built over the years. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome on this Sunday afternoon. Definitely, this session is definitely we want to. I've been waiting for man, people. I know you guys been looking out for this session, man. We got in the building. We got a big hit in the building, definitely. But before we could jump into the session, we got to shout out talk up the thing for make this possible. And definitely, man, I'm I have my guest introduce himself, so I pass it over to the left. What's up, y'all, man? My name is Amari Jackson. Uh, man, I met Andre in college. Uh, I'm a former wide receiver. Uh, at USF, um, spent a little time with the Buccaneers. I went uh, over to Canada, Hamilton Tidecats, and uh, finished up playing in the Arena League, uh, Tampa, um, Cleveland, San Jose, L.A. So I've been from team to team uh, about eight years. So uh, currently um, a trainer. I'm training athletes uh guys from you know the league college on down to my high school and um youth at about 12 so um just off-season work man getting my guys right getting them off to school is the goal um never teaching you know pro but if it happens it happens but just making men out these young men and helping them follow their dreams yeah, definitely, Omar, man. I, I definitely got to say it's a pleasure to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like, we, you know, it's been years, you know what I'm saying? But we have life, you know, and that's the most important thing. When you have life, you know, you, you get to live and experience more and get to help other people, as you're saying. You know what I'm saying? You was able to live out your career, but now you are, you are inspiring other younger generation to do so from your cousins and on, you know. But I, f I felt like, you know, I met you at USF and you always been a cool guy, you know what I'm saying? Shit. I felt like, like, you never allowed the the fame, you know, or anything to get to the head, you know. Like I could always come up, walk up to him, like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think the first time that ever happened, I don't know if you ever remember this. Like, um, I think this was in probably in oh oh six, we or maybe oh six or seven. I think I spoke to you before that, but we was doing a video, um, called you know we do nineteen oh six in oh. park. And he was like, yeah, bitch, yeah. You remember that? <laughs> right on Ho <laughs> Holly Drive? I remember. Um, I remember. <laughs> so, and it was so cool just to I see, because I, I, what one of the things you, you probably don't even, you probably already know this, but you was probably one of the most um, known, famous wide receiver that ever came through USF because of your, the way how you, 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 br you bring yourself around people. You're a very likable person. You know what I'm saying? That. Like, like you, I mean, you could see it. You just celebrate your birthday. Um, what under under 18 yep. see my birthday is on the 20th. So we kind of, we have birthday around <laughs> the same time tourists. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we going to go back a little bit and talk a little bit about you, your upcoming, you know what I'm saying? Cause everybody have a past. So how was you as a child growing up? Oh man, active. 
very active, man. Just uh, my mama used to try to uh, keep me just busy. Like um, I was never a follower. I had my brothers and stuff. Uh, my cousins was like my brothers. So we grew up in a tight village. We all from the same hood, you know. Um, but I'm raised by a lot of women. You was born in Florida? In Florida. Sarasota, Bradenton, I grew up there. Um, but raised by a lot of women, uh, raised on respect. But uh, I got a little rocky at times, you know, which um, I had a village, man, from, like, my high school mentors, the neighborhood, man, just guys kicking me off the block, just seeing something in me that I'd never seen, you know, because I never even thought I was going to do the college thing. Okay. Um, you know, I just felt like that was more school and all of that stuff. So I wasn't even going to do the college thing. It just, um, man, I seen my talent after so many people just telling me, you know, uh, I had to live with my granny through high school. She was big on respect. My mama lived right down the block. So big on the same thing. You know, I was getting tough love and then granny just granny, you know. So uh, learning life. I had a curfew now, you know. She was just, you know, a little less lenient than uh then my mom. Yeah. So um, that helped me. But then just coaching staff, my principal, man, Miss Linda Nook down, at, she was at Riverview High School, retired now. Miss um, Nook almost kicked me out of the elementary school. Then I went Damn. I went back to Bradenton. I started uh, going to school up there, get back to high school. It's crazy, man. Like, I feel like I just squeezed through the crack. When my mom got locked up, we moved from Bradenton uh, with my aunt, which is uh, Mike Ford. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we moved, and um, that was, you know, you know, at the expense of my mom's freedom, but it was the best thing that could have happened for us. Auntie was, you know, stern on things. Mike and his brother was, like, the best athletes in the family. Damn. So, uh, well, well, Mike is a good, like, you, uh, I, yeah, I, I, yes, Mike, <laughs> Mike, yeah. when Mike came to USF, I didn't know Mike was your cousin, yep. but I found it out later on that was your cousin, Man. you know what I'm saying, and I said Mike Ford, Mike Ford was a big dude, you know what I'm saying, yeah, like, he's an amazing athlete, um, but just being there, it's like, and my aunt, sports mom, so she just like, a pass by the room, like, if they choking you out, so we was already athletic, but when you're in the house with them two. You got to learn to be tough, athletic. They're just a different level. Was Mike lazy or he was? No, uh, he, he, he just was on go all the time. Like, can flip, twist, flip, just ridiculous athletes. Like, I mean, either you going to, you know, fight back or they're going to they'll choke you out. Like, my auntie don't say nothing. So we kind of, like, became dogs living there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but just from there, having to go to the high school I had to go to, which um, I would have ended up going to Manatee. Okay. But I had to go to review because now I was down back in Sarasota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, going there, man, two principals in two years. Damn. Uh, one resign, one take another job in the middle of the year. Um, Miss Nook take over. I don't even remember, like, as far as who. My face, I wouldn't remember because she looked tall to me when I left her school in, like, third grade. So now she about waist high. Okay. Bring me out of class. Um, and this was like one of my turning points. Um, they bring me out of class, and she really wanted to meet me because she was keeping all the articles. She got a, a scrapbook, but she was keeping all the articles because she couldn't believe, like, dang, this kid was super, you know, challenged with, you know, um, his behavior, which landed me in uh, special education. 
Okay. Um, so I had two labels. I was SLD, slow learning disability, and um, EH, emotionally handicapped. So, you know, and with the curriculum they give in that, you know, in the special education program, it slows you down. So you yeah. fit the label. Like, got you, you got know. you. So now I had to fight that from first grade to, you know, my junior year, which that school was perfect for me because that staff helped me a lot. You know, so, yeah. like, so being able to live with your grandma, I'm, I'm a person that grew up with my grandma also, mm -hmm. and knowing that you can get away with so much with your grandma, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you have to play that respect role. What keep you motivated to make, to make sure that you are st going to class? You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you are getting the grades. Now, um, I was determined, you know, my mom used to make us read a lot. Um, so I would, since I didn't have a curriculum, I would do my brother's work. Um, so I was motivated already to go to class because they were saying they're going to help me get out of that so I can get a chance to go to college. So now I kind of was believing it when they got me out of my junior year. But Granny was Granny. She the Queen Bee. She like the Queen in your phone. And my phone is still like that. She passed, but the Queen Bee. You know, and they got a B by it. Like, it's just when she speak, when she talks, she ain't yelling, she ain't doing none of that. But you know it's business. And it's just the respect you have for her. So girls ain't coming in there. I wasn't with that. Um, it's just the respect, bro. Be on time, like she say. You know, we eat at the table. Are you always this humble growing up? Oh, I'm in the village. It ain't nobody back home that'll accept me any other way. That's, they raised me like... 941 raised me. It's just the way I am. It's not something you can act like, you know, nothing. It's just my village. And like I say, them women that raised me is one way. Nobody will accept me any other way. Like, if I came home, try to act like who I'm not, uh, it ain't going to work. Like, you just, this is what I come, uh, come from. Like, my mom used to teach you a football player when you're on the field. You compete within the confinements of those lines. And then when you on the campus, Bro, this is the perfect. That's the perfect platform to do, like just natural networking. I don't have to do nothing but be me and just hang with other people and be a student. And when you're around other students, you see stuff like humbling experiences, like people bills, like man, boy, you got to pay. You know, you got a loan for that. Are you looking for a loan for that? Or man, you've been down the hall from this person. Y'all cooking together, and all, next semester they say they got to go home. And for the next semester, I'm like, and you yeah. like, dang, I wish I could do something about it. And I'm just here on talent, getting this chip. I mean, excuse my friend, getting this stuff paid for. So it was real humbling being in the hallways with those type of people, meeting those type of people. Very humbling now because I get to go to weddings and all that stuff. And like, I'm really part of these families uh, from all over. You know what I'm saying? But it's so easy when you amongst that many peers. And all you gotta all right. do is be the. You know. Let's step back a little bit. I think that um, you 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 was led in three different sports: track, mm -hmm. basketball, and football. And a lot of people, you did you did something totally different from some all athlete done, right? Like you 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 graduated high school and um, you was you was all you was all state um, for for um, basketball. You was all state for basketball and. Um, for football, and um, you decided to go off to a JUCO to play basketball for two years, and yeah. then and then after two years, and you moved back to football, which was the long term goal for you, where you you felt like you blossomed more. And why did you do that? 
man, um, I flew out to Mississippi, man, and like Florida really wanted me to go to this school, Northwest Mississippi. They look just like Ole Miss. I got out there and then and he got hit with the unexpected because I was ready to go. They had this guy from America's Georgia named John Harris. He was headed to Florida State. I don't know what happened with that, but he was the number one receiver in the country. Uh, they felt that I was a lot better than him as far as from a competitive standpoint. Um, and they had these big plans. They throw the ball like 52 times a game, whatever. They're a fast-paced offense. And, you know, Florida really wanted me to go there to get the football. But when I got there, I just wasn't feeling it as far as it's in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. And so, man, coach, my coach in high school, who was like a father figure to me, um, Coach Ward, James Ward, he had – plan and he knew uh this guy in Tampa they were good friends you know kind of just through sending him talent and stuff uh coach world so another father figure he got my first ever game jersey from USF okay coach at HCC so um man he sent me there we went for a workout coach said I loved him he and the plan was to get me back on the field and HCC man from Dr. Babcock the uh the dean, oh, man, to everybody. I worked in those offices with Miss Lori. I worked in the library, Miss Tom, uh, Miss Sharon Thompson. Like, they all family to me. That's my first family. Like, that was how I also had humbling experiences, though. Going there and just being a basketball player. Didn't really want to talk much about football because I'm where I'm at. I'm going to bust my behind here. Uh, I would hear across the street, touchdown, USF, touchdown. And Coach Levin always would tell me, like, we got a home if you want to come. So I just start, man, we running routes in the gym. I'm not even practicing basketball sometimes. Damn. Coach throwing me passes after, after practice to go on the field. Um, he'll send me over. I miss the whole first half sometime or uh, warm-ups at least. So I couldn't even start some games, a lot of games, because USF was playing. You know, so he'll let me go over. Sometimes I go over in my warm-up. To go over and stand on the sideline and then go sit for the first quarter and watch the first quarter and walk across the street and jump in the game. So, like, it was just, yeah. Like, so, you know, that situation. And then having Coach Levin and his staff, the whole staff, come to the basketball game. I was locked in. So, even taking, even walk away from this, basically walk away from the sports for two years, like, yeah. Yep. Senior year, and and then you decide that your freshman and sophomore year, you you no football, right? Yep. Because you you took you took that that foot that basketball scholarship. Mm -hmm. Um, when you step back on that field, how was it? Because you are looking at guys who have been, you know, I'm getting hit like two oh. years in a row, you know, and you walk right in, um, at USF, and I, I from what from what I can see, you were starting in the game. Yeah, um, and I say this from. You know, a humbling background. Where I'm from, we do we play that sport. From the day you born, you they gonna get you ready for that sport. So I just love that ball, and I just knew I was gonna always be. No matter what other sport, I'm gonna do this. You know, I I like that that game, and that's something we did in in the neighborhood from throw up tackle to if your parents can afford it, whatever. It's just you played football, and so um. Just the first day I got back out there, man, just I remember the summer I'm walking down the sideline in my my shorts and shirt watching because I got to take mental reps. I don't know no plays. And I'm watching, like, S.J. Green, 
guys like Johnny Payton, guys, yeah. you know, all them guys, man. I was watching them guys um, and just seeing them stretch and walking with them, doing the stretches, learning the routine of the stretches. Like, I was trying to hold back from crying in. Like, dang, like, it's crazy. Like, I'm back out here on the field. That's when Andre Hall was out there, isn't it? He was my roommate. So they put me with him. Um, as a, That was, like, my big brother. We still talk like we're mentors. Um, and Dre, great dude, man. And he told me, this Johnny Payton. Johnny Payton, and me and Johnny Payton, look, that's my brother. He say, and Johnny will tell you this. They brought you here. Um, to compete with him, and he can play. Um, and Dre was just like, bro, take it. They want to bring you and feature you. You know, uh, you know they want they want you to play. Yeah, Dre was nice. He was nice. Yeah. I, I remember me coming here. That was my freshman year. And, uh, and I remember Dre, he was rushing for 100 yards every game. Like, he amazing. Yeah, he, he, was, he was our guy. I think he went on and got went on with the Broncos. And, yeah, yeah. Yep. That, was, um, that was our guy, man. Like, boy, he used to do some stuff. He just like, he yeah. was the type can make you lazy at receiver. You you can, you might, which you shouldn't, young receivers. But um, you take that play where you kind of lollygag and Dre will come out the back door. But the thing is, he'll save you. He going to make him miss. You might have missed your assignment not got that block. But with Dre, you almost could take, you shouldn't take plays off. But it felt like, oh, I'm resting because he's so good. Man, like he, he was amazing. Like I love watching Dre. So helpful. Just like Johnny Payton, though. Like I was saying, we competing, but he's showing me the plays. He's teaching me stuff. He's talking to me in the huddle. Um, as I'm making plays, he's celebrating with me. Um, and, man, we became really close. So just the help of those guys, I was able to adjust. And I just remember, like, putting the shoulder pads and the helmet on for the first time. I kept walking to the, to the mirror in the locker room. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Like I'm out here playing. So um, so fast forward, and um, and I think that you, you was there for 2005, 2006, and 2007. Um, you guys, you guys rise up the rank to number two in the country. Yeah. Like, how did that make you feel, knowing that you know what I'm saying USF was on the map, number two in the country. You was a star wide out at that moment. It was just surreal, man. And um, more than that. Oh, the student body. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's like the student body made it that much crazier. Like, boy, when I say people repped USF and we partied so hard. That's right, that's right. We did party hard. Man, we partied so hard, like, together, though, not just like, oh, this is the football team. They on the pedestal. It was like every athlete knew each other. Man, you knew all your peers in the hallway. You, man... We was rocking. We go to Auburn and remember, like, um, we got a whole section at Auburn. Like, man, running up to the wall, we get, we see our fans. Like, we we was rocking the whole year. The year was special. Yep. Okay. The year was special, but there's a game that cemented your name right in right in the history, <laughs> and that's that Louisville game right there. Oh man, that Louisville game right there. I think that Louisville's rank. It was yeah. ranked high on the chart, and you had. I think you had. You had two, two or three touchdowns in that game. Uh, you had two, you had um two rush two rushing touchdowns. And I threw one. Yeah. Yep, you threw one. Um, right. And I think you got a, over hundred and something yards in that game. 
You know what I'm saying? At that moment, everybody's saying, Omari, Omari, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how did that make you feel at that moment? Because, you know what I'm saying? That's 07. That was 07, right? Yeah. 07. You was about to step out to, you know what I'm saying, see all the prospects and the campus going crazy, as you mentioned. But also, you're looking, you're looking at the, the prize, which is getting drafted. They're going towards a team. You know what I'm saying? How did it make you feel in that big game like that? Um, honestly, bro. I just wanted to talk to my teammates first from you from uh, HCC because they're the only guys that knew what I did every day. So I couldn't wait to get to my phone. Really, just talk to my boys. Like we we called, but they already was blowing my phone up. They 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 was just excited, and I was excited to talk to them before I even talked to my mama and my aunts and stuff. I was ready to talk to my boys from HCC, my coach from HCC. Like that was really. It was humbling, it, and I was just ready to party too, because we was. We, <laughs> but the, from a football standpoint, I feel like the caliber of guys we had at receiver. I was the name called. Well, we had some ballers. <laughs> like I just like. Yeah, yeah, no, y'all I did. Just, just, Defense I, was good. That was just I was the name called. But you got other guys that could have grabbed. They got that reverse or something. Like me and Tars, we always have it out throwing the ball. We yeah. always have it out. We race each other on 40 day, like arguing about who won. Like Taurus can run the football too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we got some guys, man, that my name just happened to be called in that situation. So they made these blocks. I remember like telling SJ, SJ blocked like a lineman. He lift with the, the linebacker. SJ Green, I remember telling him that week in practice. Um, I'm like, bro, honestly, Whichever way you turn them, just turn them. And I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to loop back. I told him, I'm, I learned this in high school. We lose ground. When you get the reverse, you lose ground so you can see it downhill. It's like three lanes. So um, I said, S, whichever way your butt turn, I'm cutting off it. SJ jumped on him, man. And then, like, I split it. I saw it. I said, I got to race now. My mom used to always say, if he want to race, give it to him. So I, I had to race. But it's like we had so many guys that, could have ran that ball because we all blocked for each other like that too. We always used to say if, if the blockers are running as hard as the runner, we got to play. You know, we got you. On got that. you. So you you build a name for yourself right then. Your name was already out there. Like you didn't need nothing more to like say, okay, that's Amari. But a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes in your time decide to cross over in fraternities, right? Have you thought about at that moment that, hey, man, man, shit, man, I should, I should go holla at them, them, them boys, them boys, man. I should go holla at them boys. Is I ain't gonna lie. I was like, bro, I was dumbfounded to college. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> what that was besides watching it on like, you know, um, what is it? Spike Lee had a yeah. movie back in the day. How you learning, maybe? One no, no, I, I, nah, I, oh. I know what you're talking about, though. I can't remember what it was, but he got he got something, um, a project that he did, and so just growing up, seeing it on different movies or something like that. But I like it was that was like humbling. That was wrong to me. Like, that's one of the best things I saw. Like even though I ain't joined a frat, like seeing that Greek life, I was like, like I used to love when y'all had y'all weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Them boys shining. I so now, okay. So now, now that you you know what frat is all about, and you see that happen, have you ever looked back and be like, man, if I was supposed to join a frat, that's what I would do? Man, I would have loved to join. Um, uh, man, I just love. I don't know. I got so many friends. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Any of that's them. It. <laughs> I just love, bro. It just raw to me. Like I used to love to see y'all 
do that joint, bro. Like, I used to be the one in the club, like, move, let them come through. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I don't want to disrespect, but I knew everybody stuff, but I didn't want to disrespect, you know, you know, the respect level, you just don't jump in. But, man, you used to be into it like I want to do it so bad, you know what I mean? I just love all, you know, college was like Disney for me. Like, I squeezed through the cracks, I, I made it there. So after all that hard work, you know, outside of running routes and gyms, and, you know, get my weight up from 165 basketball frame to 200. Like, man, I had help doing all that. My coach was willing to give me the time to do all that. But from an off-the-field standpoint, man. So what, what about your swag? Like, your swag. You have, you, have a sim- you have a simple swag, but something that, that people gravitate to. Like, you the type of dude that will step out in, like, some chucks or <laughs> some wands or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Some um, Jordan ones. Like, but you, you you got that swag that people just have to respect it. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Uh, honestly, my mama used to make it this simple. So my brother, a pretty boy, he, my brother, pretty boy, um, he should be modeling, but he used to love to be in the mirror. But my mama used to pass by and she'll say, bro, either you is or you ain't. Meaning like, you either ugly or you ain't. <laughs> 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 so she'd be like, hey, go change it. But then, you know, um, also being poor growing up, like, Mom, I don't like these shoes, man. I don't want it. She'll say, well, don't wear the shoes. Wear the confidence. Damn. You know what I mean? Damn. So, you know, like, so we ain't got it. So we're going to have to swag it out by wearing the confidence. And, mm. um, a lot of times you put the outfit on for school and she'll be like, look, confidence feel good on you. You know, yeah, so that's yeah. me. I, no, I no, 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 no. You, you got, I mean, you buy something, man. You got to have confidence in what you're wearing. Yeah. If you don't have confidence in what you're wearing, then guess what happens? Soon as someone look at you, you going to be like, what the hell are you looking at? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like to go thrifting anyway. She taught me that. My granny used to teach us that uh, for church yeah. in the morning. Uh, um, when we used to get ready, we would, so I'd have to run by the thrift store to grab something, a tie, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever, man. Like, we always went to the thrift store. That's what we can afford. We didn't know we was poor, so, you know, it ain't broke. Why, you know, why fix it? True, true, true. do it. No, no, definitely, man. A lot of people don't don't understand that, but those are the things that you had to go through. But fast forward, man. I think that you know, what I'm saying the senior year is finally over, and and um, draft come around, and I think that there's a there's a few of you guys like was was up to go to the draft. Mike Jenkins, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, I think Mike Jenkins went Trey, the year. Uh, Trey. Trey. He went out. Uh, who else came? Out Mike um, Bet Moffitt. Moffitt. Yeah. Um, so. Grote time was up too, no. But I don't. know he came after. Oh, he came. He out. Still okay. Was there? He still was there. Shout out to Matt Grote. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, Matt Grote. He cool. He cool. Won't so, take me fishing, but <laughs> I, I, I be following him on um on on the social media. I see him out there. I see him but, out there. Yeah, Matt cool man. Real dad now. Husband. Yeah, I love Matt. Yeah. So like, so what, what, what was going through your head at that moment? Like, uh, what, where did you want to go, and and what were you looking at? Man, first, like I say, um, I was never taught that my family needed me to play football. I did all this as fun. My journey from being a special education student from first grade to 11th grade, man, I was just grateful. I don't care where I go. I can't believe y'all talking about the NFL for me. Like, I was just <laughs> like, it don't matter. You know, I had that knee injury, so I didn't, you know – get the stats I wanted and all that. So going in the back door, but man, I was grateful for the whole experience, you know, experiencing being with the Buccaneers, experiencing just football, even from a standpoint, 
uh, of travel. Like in Arena, man, we had 19 games. There were teams in so many different cities, and we just flying, man. I played when I was playing with San Jose. The travel was better than the NFL, man. We got damn. Fries, the fries brother, man, the fry brothers had jets, private jets they own, and man, we used to do some craziness. Bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I'm confessing, bro. I was a big fan. I'm, I'm still a big. It. I'm still a big fan, and I remember when you got picked up by the Bucks in in '08 and '09 on on the practice squad, you know. And I think that you know, what I'm saying that on the preseason was going on, and I was watching you in the preseason, and I watched you score in the preseason, you know. Um, um, you know that experience with, with uh. Tampa was short-lived, but, you know, like I say, just from an experience standpoint, man, like, it ain't nothing like it. I was here. Like, yeah. I remember the best experience of the whole thing. It's like, I, like I say, it's y'all, bro. Like, you got to think. I was the only rookie that was on the field with the veterans because they said, we got a heck of a fan base for this rookie. Like, yeah, no, yeah. We can't put him up in the bowl to sign autographs on fan day or fan fest day or whatever it is. I was b- with Rondé Barber, all them guys on yeah. the field, Derek Brooks, all of them. And my line was long because there's so many people from where I grew up. There's so many people from HCC that, you know, I was friends. I, I got a family over there too. And then, you know, y'all, you know what I mean? It was packed with just bull country too. Like, we coming to see ours, and it made me feel that's the best feeling of the whole thing is just that. Even having, like, Coach Canales, Mike Canales, bringing, they would miss practice. He'll bring the whole receiving core over to just watch me, and it, it made me feel, and I played better at home for some reason. It made me feel like my boys, I was just the captain of that group. They want to see me make plays. Yeah, so so eight years. So you decided after after two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Okay, you're gonna move on. You 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 moved on to the Tampa Bay Storm, mm-hmm. right? So you played with Tampa Bay Storm, and um, and then you moved on to the to Orlando, and yeah. then you you quickly yeah. got traded from Orlando. Man, the Orlando situation was crazy. I came off a bad injury. I had surgery, uh, broke my intestines, um, sat out. Ended up going over there. And San Jose, they like the dog. If you can do what you can do on San Jose, you can go get you a nice lifestyle in the arena league. Okay. You can do what you can do on San Jose or Arizona. They're two of the teams that's like, those are the GOATs. Like, they're the ones you got to beat. You know what I mean? Um, and they're going to make sure they take care of their guys well enough to where they're getting the top caliber guys of this league. Um, and it's the closest to the NFL treatment. Um, we played them, and I'm fre- this is like week three or four for Orlando. I'm just I want to thank y'all for listening. Right now, we're gonna take a quick break in the podcast and let you know about Anchor. We'll be back right after this. Getting in the flow of things, I'm out of shape too. I was breathing hard. It was on the West Coast, so the time my body was just off. But from a football standpoint, I happened to have a, a good night. Um. San Jose pretty much got a mentality like we get what we want. So they traded with me like within two weeks or something like that. So that's why I was short-lived. I ended up over there because I had to take that offer and go Damn. out west. But you finish off with the um, the Los Angeles um, kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, like how was that with that team right there? Well, L.A., um, man, I didn't have a good experience there. Um, they, I didn't. 
I, I didn't come to camp because we had a, you know, business side of things that, you know, I'm not a slave to the game. You know, um, you got to do the business. When you're saying you're going to do one thing and then you're not, you know, I'm checking my account or whatever it is, you know, whatever the, the agreement was on their end, it wasn't happening. So, you know, my mama was big on if they messing you over from 3,000 miles away, you'll be a fool to go over there, you know, gotcha. and let them do it over there. You know, now you're on their turf. So I didn't come until after camp. And that rubbed them wrong because they had to give me what I, you know, what they agreed on before I came. Gotcha. Right? So when I got there, just benching me, I was running down on kickoff, but I was I love playing football, so I run down and try to get this tackle, bro. Like it don't matter. And when you sub me in and you throw it to me, I'm gonna make a crazy play. So I was doing that, but it just wasn't working out from a business standpoint. And then it made me feel like, look how much control over me y'all had. Then I had the injury anyway, so. I, uh, you know, got myself fixed again, you know, and that was it for me. But that experience was actually my worst experience in football just because it didn't go right on the business end. Got you, got you, got you, got you. So, um, so that situation happened. And when, when you look back at that stats, right, for all those teams that you played for, you can see that you, you, you wasn't just, you got in the game because you, av- you, you, you averaged over 5,700 yards. Like oh, I ain't even know. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. You oh, all them teams, them yards add up. You know, five thousand seven hundred yards in in you know, say playing in in the probably about seven years, seven eight years. So I think that's big. But but throughout your whole journey, like, is, was there someone there that motivates you that keep going? Because sometimes when you can you can go from team to team. Sometimes that can disappoint you and you know, make you feel some type of way. So, um, man, the journey was fun. My family. The women of my of my village, uh, my auntie Sheila, my biggest fan, I feel, because even when I was in junior college, she didn't miss no games, but my auntie Sheila going to be there. So, uh, <laughs> man, just talking to them. You get on the phone with them, we don't talk about football. All my life, it was like that. We ain't talking about football. You had some drops, or you had some big plays. Regardless of how it went, it was quick. It was like good game or you need to work on, you know. And then with my mom, she was the – the biggest critic, so you could like, which was great. Yeah, that was humbling because you know, even going back to the Louisville game, good game, but boy, you gotta fix that form. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she definitely. was like, you run like a football player for real, like, you know. So it really was always look. The ball ain't high and tight. My mama like that, you know. So uh, we ain't looking at the stats. We just busting our behind to have a great year and help the team whichever way you can. Because you know, you could help by. Running routes, you know what I'm saying, hard. You freeing this guy, you know. So I learned from, like, Huey Whitaker, another bull, when I got into the Arena League, Huey Whitaker, and then having um, a guy, Hank Edwards, them guys was, like, beasts in the Arena League already. And then here I come, learning, like, these boys telling me how to read this defense. So my first year just threw me on the map in the Arena League in no time, just having those guys, and we broke some records together. Um, So that was crazy, just having – I came in with the jackpot in the arena league. They showed me exactly how to be successful in the arena league. So, man, that was – I had a fun journey through just football and um, what ups and downs, you know. So is there is there any regrets that you with, – with those eight years of experience that you have that you want to talk about? Nope. 
great experience, man. Made some met some great guys. Um, some people who even came in town for the party, like you never know, man. Just like I say, like Muhammad Ali has always been one of my favorite people besides my granny and my auntie Sheila. But um, Muhammad Ali, man, just how you use the platform is like he's bigger than boxing, bro. Like yeah, Mayweather, no. Mayweather yeah. is a goat in boxing. He's very popular in boxing. Muhammad Ali is like just popular all over the world. Like he's one of the best human beings to me ever. So just how he used the platform is how I decided I wanted to use football. It was something that people can see you in like, dang, I think he like, you know, some people can see you on a billboard and stuff and stuff, and almost look at you like God. So it was important for me to be like, hey, bro, if you meet me, like, I'm a clown. I'm like somebody you're going to see in the wreck hooping, running out the wreck when they say Coach Levitt coming through the doors like <laughs> I'm like really like gonna hang and be a college kid. So you now you brought up you brought up Coach Lovett Lovett now. So you know I gotta ask the question, right? What happened, man? What happened with Lovett? I was gone, and according to some guys, you know, we got some stories on one end and stories on the other end. I will say that he was very special to me, and um, he told me something since ninth grade before he could even really talk to me. Uh, he and Coach Greg Fry, who was a, the guy who recruited me. Um, had left Coach Fry had left for West Virginia, but Coach Fry um, was the guy who recruited me. Coach Rod Smith, those guys, man, all of them. Coach Levitt, man, just held true to his word. He told me I always had a home there, no matter what. Go play basketball. I'm still gonna wait on you, you know. So for me, I can't speak for others and their experiences, but I always will tell a guy straight up my experience with Coach Levitt and that staff, you know, was a one. Because of, you know, who they are to me. Just like they, shoot, man, they gave me a chance to do what I love doing. Like nobody, you know, some teams was writing coach, my Juco coach, but, man, that man was like really, he, the whole staff, we're going to the game. They there at the basketball game, like the whole football staff. That's how a lot of the student body at HCC found out. The football team here to watch him, like, so I just I love Coach Levy. He was big on saying get your degree. You know he spoke that on us. Um, he taught us a, a, a real key rule in the business world, which I'm learning now with union investments. Um, if you're not if you're on time, you're late. Coach Levy, fifteen to twenty minutes before you walk in that door on time, the meeting at four o'clock, and you walk in at like three fifty five, you're late. Like, and that's the real world. Like, yeah. And so he, I, I know all the guys can speak for that one. We, we usually on time, especially if we know where we're going. We're usually on time. Guys, they're early sitting in the parking lot. I know because we sometimes meet at restaurants and still, you know, we're family. We still talk. I notice everybody get there around that same time still in life. And they're instilling that in their kids. You know, so Coach Levitt, Coach Levitt was big on that. So I don't know what happened with um, – I'm assuming we're talking about Joel Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened, man, but the day I saw that, man, and no, nothing against any other coach, um, that coach there, but I do believe that if Jim Levitt was and his staff was still there, um, he's a mastermind. Yeah, he is. I think that they would, you know, be in the big game, like the national championship game by now. Mm-hmm. Don't know if they would have won one by now or not, but the pace he was at, 
he was on the way. I mean, shoot. I mean, it's because, just look at, I mean, I think that what you guys have done, you guys paved the way to go from the Big East to the Conference USA. Remember US, you know what I'm saying? So, and they're moving up. They're moving up. You, but you, you know, know, they had those Conference USA teams. Like, it's just like, it's different because you got, you got Jim Levitt letting them come home all the time. Them boys was, those guys, like, all the way to that, that inaugural team, they're going to come back. And so they was putting in us some old school flavor. And then, um, you know, part of it was um, the way he was able to, like Coach Levitt was able to, like, take George Selvia, offensive lineman, center, and move him at D1. Yeah. Trey Williams, great running back, kick returner. Trey was returning kicks and stuff and playing running back. Damn. When I came to visit. Damn. Yeah, and then that's man between him and Mike, you know, you know, just Nate Allen came there. We had him playing a lot of quarterback at first. Moved him. Really? Louis Gachette, quarterback. When I got there, moved him. Like he just got it. I remember him showing me Jason Pierre Paul as I was getting ready to leave, and he was showing him real tall and skinny going over some bags, and was sitting in his office. He had a couch in his office. On the couch, he was obsessed with being in there. Um, he said, I'm gonna make a first round out of this kid. Up here, Paul? He said, I'm excited about it. No, but, but hold, hold up now, hold <laughs> up, hold up now. I, I, I think that the reason I feel like, well, the, the talent still show today, you know what I'm saying? But I felt like he, up here, Paul was lucky. He was because Joe Selvey was that guy, yeah. But see, they all, man, they were so special as a unit, Richard Kleber. You got to double team him. So he responsible for both. I mean, for George, too. Along with George, just got a crazy engine. George different. Like, country boy. I don't know. He's stronger than he looked, um, even when he was undersized. But, man, George, he's going to start working with my nephew. Let's just say that at the defensive end. If George can get my nephew, my nephew got a chance um, to be the number one player in the country in high school. Like Damn. with that size and speed, that gift and genetics, and George Selvey, I know. Um, but George, man, yeah. Um, but you also had, like I say, Richard Cleaver and Alan Cray. He he knew Coach Levitt yeah. just knows. You know, that's defense. my LB, right? That's my line brother. Oh man. Yeah, Alan Cray, my line brother. Yeah, yeah. Coach Levitt just know defense. Like that was a gift and a curse. Cause you like, uh, bro, you need to like Stick it to us on offense. We don't. We weren't producing enough for what to match the intensity of what he, you know. Even they punishments for giving up first downs and giving up big plays, touchdowns. Man, the boys run, 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 run on Monday. So it's so important to them. We had a little discipline, you know, do a little disciplinary stuff on offsides and stuff. But like, man, like the requirements of that defense. And that special teams, man, Coach Levitt don't play. He was, like, on that. Like, with us, we can complain about something. <laughs> he just, like, go talk to Rod or go talk to – he don't care about offense. Like, I mean, in a scrimmage, and any drill, we ain't ending – even if you go back and look at any spring game under him, if we say this is the last play or the last two plays and the offense make a play, it's not over. He's just not going to end anything with offense mm. That's just how important it was. So look at how those boys played for each other. If he told Richard Cleaver, 
You're going to run through this guy's inside shoulder. Then the guy blocking you, you're going to grab his jersey and pull him with you. That back or that, you know, Moffitt filling that gap. They just flow together so well. They yeah, just, no, no, no. Y'all had, had a good nice, team, man. Y'all had a good nice. team. They was the heart and soul. Yeah, y'all had a good team. But you was a student at the game, you know what I'm saying, for years, right? And you still learn it. But now you, you are the teacher of the game. Now now, now you are teaching um, the younger generation um, how to become good athletes, you know, not just on the field but off the field because, you know, that play a big part. And, like, how did that make you feel today helping other students, other kids, not and they not even your child, but you just helping them to be a better version of themselves for the future? Um, man, first of all, it's uh, it's just fun to still be around it and have these guys come home on the off season. Like my my first group, um, it started with my little cousin, man. He playing now in the NFL, and it's just surreal for both of us. Cause um, even when I look at his jersey in my house, I just be like, it's crazy. Like small, you know, nobody wanted him. You know, like he just was trying. The whole family, people, oh, man, you need to just play baseball, man. But, you know, we just trying something. I still got videos when he was just a little guy, man, like 60 pounds, and we just trying something. He dreaming, and I'm just saying, I get up with you every morning. I also loved – I also wanted to be a coach. Um, you know, so once I started with him and then, you know, his friends and all that, you know, man, I fell in love with it. Like, dang, I can start, you know, building a business to where these guys, especially even now, look how it fell into – where these kids can get paid, where yeah. these guys can, you know, off-season, man, I can make a living for myself because off-season when you eat, but you developing guys, and you love when it's your project. Like, I had them since he was a kid. We built these hips. We did this. We did that. We hit uh, a lot of technical stuff. We, you know, watch film or, you know, just watch him develop as a young man. Like, watch his grades. He, he he fell so in love with the game that it was like, let me get my grades right. You know what I'm saying? Even late nights, I done had some of my kids over the years have to call about, you know, they're going through something. So just the whole journey, man, is, is special. It's fun it's the, to be there. It's like a father figure. And it make you carry yourself, you know, that much more. So have you have you ever think about like you know try to get on the the USF the, the Bulls um staff? I see BJ, you know he's doing his thing over there. You know um, he need to be there. He 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 need to get. You know, in my opinion, he need to keep going, and he'll end up in a really good role, whether it's at home here, which we would love, or somewhere else. But BJ, man, he's special. I love BJ, man. He he uh yeah, BJ, good he dude. can play the game. He, he like magic, man. Basketball and football. He could play the game. We had some great quarterbacks come through there. Who do you um, think is a better quarterback? Ooh. Math or RBJ? See, I ain't even going to say. <laughs> because they all got their own thing, but they all bad. Like, Flowers, him too. Like, yeah, Flowers is good too. Man, them boys all, to me, raw. Like, Matt been winning his whole life. <laughs> like, Matt been winning games his whole life. Like, bro don't lose much. You know what I mean? Like from a kid, from my understanding, uh, always been run up um, state championships. We couldn't get past a powerful Armwood team, but running up for Mr. Football in Damn. Florida, like what? You know, and no offense to anybody, but as a kid, you like, this white boy that good? 
Like he really that good though. That's yeah. my guy, man. Like, like he really know how to win. Like, and he might not have as big a arm as BJ or Flowers, but in his way, he gonna win the game. Who you think faster, Flowers or BJ? BJ might be. I don't know. They both, man. Them them kids special, man. Like them boys are special. They made it worth watching. Yeah, no, I no, definitely. Them boys, they was yeah. like magic. Like they just, they both can just play football. But BJ probably more. Agile and faster, but then it's so hard to say that when one went and played running back, you know what I mean. So it's just BJ was like magic. He was one of my favorite bulls to watch. Um, yeah, he was magic. He was magic. All right, so um, so leaving the game, right? So um, you know, definitely life got you. You got to build your own. So I want to know where you currently at. You know what I'm saying? Is there gonna be um, you know, a wife, you know, some kids, you know what I'm saying, you know. I'm working on that, man, being a, a wife, man, I need that. Um, it slow me down, you know, just, and not from a, I, you know, I'm not sped up anyway, but, you know, um, I saw that um, when I was nine or ten years old, I saw that um, my, uh, my dad came in my life which is not my biological father, um, but bro came in my life and we decided to, you know, call him dad. We, um, you know, we we um, and we just buried him not that long ago. But bro was like um, a light in our house, and you know you can see that light through my mama's smile. Like my mama was just obsessed with him. They're best friends forever. Like she passed, and a year later he passed. Like it just was kind of just broken hearted, man. Like. He was writing letters to her, even though she was passed. Like, so I saw that, you know. So, man, I live for stuff like that, man. And um, currently, you know, I'm a, I'm in one. Okay. And I am a father figure. Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, man, you know, I love it. I love, like, that type of lifestyle. You know, that's my thing. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I live for family. And I mean that in so many ways, like even y'all, like it's almost twenty years. So extended yeah. family, like yeah. I, I live for it, bro. Like I'm, I'm all about family. Um, that's my party. Come over on Sundays. Let's get on this grill and <laughs> turn up this music and hang out in the backyard. You know. So that's me. Um, so that's where I'm at from that standpoint. Just man, working on that. You know. So like for, for, for the younger generation who are listening to this podcast right you know right now and um are looking to become an athlete, either track and field, football, basketball, whatever they're doing, what advice do you have for them? Um first of all, don't choose sports as like a career or something that don't last forever. And right now, man, they got so man, they got imagine you got all your pills around you, you can sell your merch now and make you can do so much. They can do so much right now and learn how to be young entrepreneurs. So um, don't put your eggs in, you know, the NFL. The worst thing I ever heard somebody say is, uh, ain't no plan B. Like, I'm like, what? Boy, it's just over 1,600 jobs in that league. It might not be how you play. It's just a numbers game. Um, so I would say, man, handle your business. Go to school. If you're going to go to school, um, pick the degree that you want and not that suits the hours of football. You know, we had Alan Cray, your line brother. Um, 
I think that his his family, which I call the A team, I tell my kids' family, you're the A team. Like, you have to be all hands on because this kid dealing with adults. And you know you raised this kid and this kid ain't dealt with, dealt with adults. So don't think he's an adult, he or she, when they get to this college. You know what I mean? It's not an adult. They're facing a lot of adults. And they can change their major like to, you know, a lot of us, if you look at football players, criminology, communications, um, they change those things because it suit, it's the best fit for the hours of football. But you got some people that, man, this guy like Alan Cray. Chemistry. So, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, see what I mean? Chemistry. He, he had to come out, he had to come or text and say, unfortunately, I can't make practice today. I'm going to have to, or hey, coach, I won't be there Wednesday. I'm going to have to. He can play. But his family seemed to be all in on his schooling. Like, you're not going to shortchange my kid for the game. He went and got a degree. Ain't knocking none of the other degrees, but they seem a little forced, and they seem a little common at every university. That's why it's so glorified when Andrew Luck is an architect. Uh, you know, like, it's, so, it's glorified because these guys usually don't have those type of degrees. Gotcha. It, you know, so I would say choose something that's going to get you six figures or better, you know, or get you the right benefits. You know what I mean? Um, just a job. Like, I mean, and I don't even like to teach them to be workers, but something you can capitalize on and then start investing money. And, be, and you know, you don't want to work for nobody, you know, so eventually doing that. But they got an advantage, man. They can put into themselves right now and make some money. So if I don't make the league, you know, like that kid uh, who ended up the backup last year at um, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. Rattler, uh, yeah, Rattler or whatever. Man, I think his it was like nine hundred thousand dollars. He he got. You see what I'm saying? Like they can do this. The kid who just transferred from Oklahoma to SC bought the whole athletic department, all the the track, everybody. The, like the Beats headphones or something, like he endorsed by them or something. So he bought everybody, track team, football team. Imagine if I was able to do that. Like, yeah. man, just take advantage of that stage and where it's come to now because we couldn't get paid. We couldn't do a lot of things. A.J. Green had got sidelined or, or whatever for selling a jersey on eBay or whatever he did. Like, we couldn't do that. Reggie Bush got in trouble. Yeah. Like, we couldn't do it. Now you can make the money off of your name, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad that happened. So these kids don't really have an excuse. Just market yourself well. Be careful of what you post on social media. It can come back on you. Represent your family, you know, represent your village, man. Be a person to people and come back because the game in one day, you know. And um, the student body, bro, that's the last, that's what you know. Yeah. Your young adult life into your adult life, bro, that's home. That's what you know. No matter how, no matter where they go, you know them. You know what I mean? You can't just, I don't have no just bunch of new friends. Like I really got, when I see y'all, I always say, oh, that's one of mine. Then run over here, holler at them. Like, I'm going to come. You know I'm coming. Like, and I'm going to hang out. Like, that's what you got, bro. Take advantage of that stage. That's the best thing I could have done. Now it come full circle. You got general contractors. You got pharmacists. You got so many different people you've met throughout those years. And 
now they they have been important part of your, your life, like teaching me about investments, flipping houses, all that. That's stuff. right, man. You know, getting into. Uh, I think Sam doing a lot of that right. Man, you yeah. just never know who you're gonna meet, and like even with him, like he didn't, you know, in in a lot of walk-ons, you know, a lot of walk-ons. You, you, those guys, some of them business owners and stuff like that. Now, and it's like the way you treated them meant something to them. So they're hitting you up, teaching you something now. And it's like, you know, because my world was sports. But if I didn't, you know, utilize the platform and network and just be cool, you know, family. Imagine how many people just, you know, if, if I was, you know, what, what they say we are as football players. You know, I was just determined to let people know I'm bigger than this game, you know, as a person. You know what I mean? So when people get to know you, they come back, man, these be owners and stuff. And you didn't you didn't do this, get to know them with that intention. We was kids running around. But I met more people. I, and I always would say this to kids. Go to school and meet people because by default, athletes, we're in that facility. By default, football players, you're in that locker room because we all here to do this. But there's somebody in those hallways that may be more like you as a person. You know what true I mean? True that. True that. I had more people like me in the hallways than on the team. You know what I mean? Like, I'm adventurous. I want to learn how to surf skateboards. So if I saw you on a longboard, I might ask you to ride that longboard like I'm in my hood. You know what I mean? And then you may be looking at me like, oh, you number 18. <laughs> and I'm looking at you like, bro, let me ride this skateboard. And then you, I just wanted to be normal so it could be like, you can get to know me. And then now I ain't even, nobody want to take no pictures. Nobody want no autograph. You just hanging with me. You know, I kick it with all y'all. What's up? We here. It's, it's fun. It's safe. We're going to the same parties. I don't care right. if it's Bulls predominantly club. white, Spanish, <laughs> black. Man, the Dallas Bull, I'm everywhere. Tears. Yeah. I was everywhere, man. So, Oh, and, I, and and if they ever watched this, it was a fraternity on 42nd. They was a predominantly white. Bro, they used to make steak and uh, one of the boys, his dad, who uh, steak and um, shrimp and kebabs and all that. And, like, me and Mike go over there, hang out with him, man. Like, oh, across the hall in Holly A, uh, another group of students, every Thursday decorate the door for the game. Damn. Yeah, Bro, it's like you really. I mean, it was live then, man. It was definitely live. I definitely got to say together. that. It was together. Yeah, it was family. It was family. But yeah, man, just definitely we got to say, man. Um, as a as a as a student to the game, build keep building your own brand. You know, what I'm saying protect that. As um as. As Omari said, man, d just don't be about sports itself. Put 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 the time in, but also making sure that you are putting the time in into um into your craft. Making sure that when you walk away from the game, you can do something for yourself. You can build something for yourself. You can go work for this company. Um, make sure that you can um. Make sure you can um do something for yourself. Make sure you can you 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 can represent a company. Make sure you can represent yourself. Making sure that you can be that person to to provide for your family. Because after the game, definitely you you got you got to feed your family. Um, you definitely got. Trying not to get in my feelings Thinking of a way I can make these millions Maybe that'll be